Hello friends and welcome to From Enemies to Lovers, the podcast. The podcast that dives through the murky waters of fan fiction so you don't have to. I'm Cassia and I'm joined by friends and fellow Cambridge students... Bethan, Ella, Kitty, Lottie, to discuss the merits of this often less than celebrated area of popular literature. Today you are rejoining us as we continue Dancing with Tears in My Eyes, the Twilight fanfiction which sees Edward and Bella in an alternative universe as dancers. Previously in the fanfic, Bella and Jacob have a concerning and at times violent friendship. Yeah, just be lucky that I'm not hitting you upside the head for stealing our food. Oh wait, I am. I kicked him in the back of the head. You know, it's kind of weird that my best friend is younger than me. No offense, of course. Well, actually, I'm older than you in maturity. Bella's dancing comes on leaps and bounds. I blew out a breath of air. That was the best I'd ever danced. I had no flaws. I was perfect. But Edward's dance skill astounds even her. His topaz eyes cold and dark. Edward Cullen was the most amazing dancer I had ever seen. Despite her compliments, Edward's not so keen. You're the devil. But the two get the bants going when they coincidentally are both on the same plane to Alaska. What are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. Edward screamed before I could. Now answer my question. I demanded feverishly, anticipating his answer. Sorry, but we're about to land. Better pay attention to the flight attendant. And if all this drama wasn't enough to deal with, the author asked a crucial question. I don't know if Alaska really has dance competitions, but whatever. Now, just a quick content warning before we begin reading the fanfiction. The fanfiction contains violence, mentions of blood, knives, and we will be discussing racism in relation to it. We will be reading the fanfiction as it is written, spelling mistakes and all for the sake of accuracy. Um, a cursory, a cursory Google has just informed me that Alaska does, in fact, have dance competitions. <laughs> How fabulous. This is good. This is good. <laughs> I also, I thought I should point out, not to get too serious in the fanfic, um, but just saying, Bella might have a little bit of, um, a little bit of racial prejudice, because when she was talking Mm -hmm. about the street dancers, and she was like a low-life street dancer, like, I feel like street dance was basically pioneered by the black community, and cannot believe that Bella would stoop so low as to say that people were low lives not i know i'm being kind of like um hyperbolic but yeah not not a good look but i will i will give the author um a bit of slack as they sound like a child um (laughs) so they probably didn't research the history of street dance i mean they didn't they didn't google to see whether they had dance competitions in alaska so true i don't think they would have researched street dance in any kind of depth um, the last chapter with the fear of mugging. What if they mugged me or something? Yeah. It was also a little bit. A little bit of a yikes. Mm, <laughs> yeah, some unconscious bias here. Um, yeah. What I have a confession to make, though, as I mean, I've been reading fanfic for, you know, since I was a literal child. Um, I still don't know what colour topaz is. <laughs> it's these works are f- full of people with topaz eyes. It's like the jewel. Isn't yeah, it? I think it's kind of like orangey yellow, but then I've never seen a real person with orangey yellow eyes. Cats have it. Snakes. 
I've seen a lot of goats with orange yellow eyes. I loved Edward's line, you're the devil. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, that felt like quite that felt like quite a departure from the, the bands. Yeah. <laughs> like he's got some problems with this woman. Mm-hmm. He seriously does. But at least he heeds air safety warnings. Um, and he advocates for paying attention to the flight attendant. Um safety king. <laughs> You know, you can say anything about Edward Cullen, but one thing he is not, and that is reckless on a plane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes it makes sense that he would be, you know, cautious around planes because he comes from like hundreds of years ago. <laughs> True. <laughs> Dearest Isabella, why is this tin box in the sky? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also noticed I'm genuinely quite concerned about the level of violence in the Edward in the um, Bella and Jacob friendship. Yeah. Why are they friends? They just hate each other. Yeah. She just kicked him. I'm more mature. I'm more mature. They spoke about it for two and a half hours. <laughs> and they just, they always seem to want to like physically hurt each other. It's not, it's not a good basis for friendship. It's concerning. In my opinion. Um, but also, as someone who's younger than Beth and Ella and Katia, I'm a bit concerned by the fact that it's apparently humiliating for you that I'm yeah. younger it's than you. Yeah, kind of weird. It's actually the most humiliating no thing that I've had to go through. Um, yeah, no, no offence or anything, but like when, when people ask me, oh, is Lost your friend? And I have to say yes. Um, it really it really does kind of like put a hole in my heart and people look at me differently. People don't want to talk to me. They say, I cannot believe you have a friend who's younger than you. That's actually <laughs> disgusting. And I have to live with that burden. And honestly, it makes me the most oppressed group in society. <laughs> like, people with younger friends are really just struggling, you know? Yeah. Kitty, Kitty, I'm sorry. I have to break up my friendship because of the three-week difference. It's just... It's just I know. <laughs> this is very sad. As the youngest of the group, I apologise that my presence infuriates you. Yeah. Words friend, Bella. Don't worry. Dearest Catherine. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the fight that they have on the plane, I would be, I'm mortified even speaking slightly loudly on airplanes. Yeah. Mm. i shouting at someone in the seat behind <laughs> Screeching. me. Screeching. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was so intense. I love as well how when they don't go nose to nose, they go nose to shoulder. <laughs> and I know, and for me, all I was imagining was her just slightly to his side and staring directly into his shoulder as she had a conversation with him as he looks directly over her head also they killed her mum yeah her mum not dead her mum is not Rest dead peace. her oh, mum is not no. dead because she goes and stays with her mum in, in the yeah. book mm. yeah yeah. I don't know how important it will be that she's in a car accident or if it's just character building. It also does make it a bit convenient. It's like we never have to talk about the mum. Yeah, maybe it's like an anti-divorce thing. <laughs> oh god. Ooh. I was I was gonna say there does seem to be kind of some quite draconian religious undertones in the fact that Edward wouldn't have been gifted with talent if he was a good person. As in Yeah. Like, does she think does she think that mean people can't be talented yeah i didn't quite understand that comment (laughs) also quite a big deal about like the party and how they wouldn't be allowed there and i mean i i totally understand obviously tell your parents where you are if i have any underage listeners listening to this podcast um we do say tell your parents where you are don't go to parties in your high school um where somebody might mug you 
but there seemed to be Held quite by the janitor. Yeah, <laughs> there seemed to be quite a big deal about how bad it was that they were at this party. And I mean, there was gambling, I suppose, but there didn't seem to be anything else going on apart from a good old dance. Stephanie Meyer, who wrote the original, is a, is a Mormon, right? So I think they're really carrying over the mm-hmm. sort of the moral conservatism of the original. <laughs> Bella's POV. Chapter 4. Life is so not fair. Girls, I need your attention. We're going to be professional and walk into that competition like we have already won it. Got it? Miranda yelled at us over the sound of wind and screaming girls. We all went silent as if someone had pressed the mute button on us and bopped our heads up and down. The rest of my dance company walked swiftly into the revolving doors, but I stopped dead in my tracks. There, in the middle of the white parking lot, was Edward Cullen. Our eyes locked and I quickly looked away, blushing in the process. What was he doing here? I asked myself as I frantically followed the rest of the studio into the dressing room. I chewed on my lip as I put down my carry-on, sitting down on the cold aluminium floor. As we all started to stretch, I simply put the thought of Edward Cullen out of my mind. I put all my concentration on the three dances I was going to perform at this competition. Our group dance was called In for the Thrill by Nicholas Nolan and Bart Hendrickson. For the trio, Miranda let me pick the music. After hours and hours of looking, I finally found a soothing yet satisfying piece of music. I picked Claire de Lune by Claude Debussy. I really like this particular piece because it was, in its own way, a work of art. Wow. My solo was the only choreography that had lyrics, but I didn't mind. It actually helped me get into character. My costume for Please was simple but beautiful. It had a dark blue skirt that cut off slanted near my knee. I wore blue shorts that matched the skirt underneath it, but you couldn't see them. The top was the same color as the skirt, and it had straps that wrapped around my neck. The rest of the costumes consisted of tutus and bright colors. As we rushed to get stretched and ready to compete, Miranda tugged me off to the side. I was going to perform my solo in two hours, so I wasn't really worried. You know, until Miranda told me why she was worried. Okay, Bella, you know how I sometimes forget really important things? (laughs) She whispered nervously into my ear. I rolled my eyes and nodded. Miranda had a tendency to have a short-term memory, especially when it came to big things. Yeah, and you know how you will never kill me because I'm the best there is? This time she didn't give me time to answer and continued after a very short pause. I got the times mixed up with your solo and you're going on stage in 10 minutes. I think I would have killed Miranda at that moment had it not been for the small hand on my arm that was holding me back. Edward Cullen spun me around to face him and I couldn't help but stare. He ignored my gawking, which made me quickly realize that I was embarrassing myself. Blushing furiously, I looked down. I glanced back up and my heart stopped. Tanya Denali was standing behind Edward, glaring at me, but also smiling at Edward. My face drained of all its former colour, fear freezing my heart. I took a deep breath, ignoring the plummeting sensation in my stomach. Tanya, I replied to her cold glower abruptly. Tanya seemed to be happy with my unease, quickly smirking as she recognised my appearance of longing when I saw Edward. Let's just say Tanya and I have crossed each other's paths before. I furiously glowered at Tanya, trying to cover up how scared I was. She rolled her eyes, probably trying to provoke me. I ground my teeth together and counted to ten in my head. I was determined not to show how scary she was. I really didn't like being prey for a predator. (laughs) You see, there's more to my mother's death than I've told you. 
I was in the car with her and I remember playing with her like the silly child I was. Next thing I knew, we crashed. She died and I didn't. And sometimes I felt horrible about it. I've always felt like they weren't telling me the entire truth, but I just ignored the feeling. Charlie tried to reassure me with meaningless words, but I didn't care that she loved me. I cared that she was dead. When I was 14, Tanya came to Forks. She, 18, and thought it would be hilarious to play a trick on me, a little kid in her eyes. So she went forward with her plan, no matter how cruel it was. Tanya was also a dancer, and I felt she was competition. So when she asked me to meet her in the dance studio, I accepted. I wanted to analyze her technique and make sure she wasn't a threat. When I arrived in the main dance room, Tanya had a knife. She looked extremely crazy, even for her. I acted like I was calm, but really I was feeling my confidence sink lower and lower. Tanya had called to me. I just heard about your mother. Why did you kill her? I mean, you were only three. She couldn't have done anything really bad to you, right? I remember my face paling distinctly and asking what she was talking about. Glowering, she had answered. You don't know, do you? Well, I'll just tell you. When she was doing a sharp turn, you reached across your seat and grabbed the steering wheel. You two crashed and, well, I guess you know the rest. I'm going to punish you now and you're not going to tell anyone. Got it? My body had turned on pilot mode and I just nodded my head. I hadn't really listened to her last sentence. I was still too shocked with my new discovery. Tanya had approached me slowly, grabbing my arm in a death hold. She cut me so many times that I would permanently have scars there. The last thing I remember is the smell of blood forcing me to pass out and seeing Tanya leaning down toward my bloody arm. When I woke the next morning, I was back in my bedroom. I thought it was all a dream until I saw my arm, of course. It was covered in pink diagonal lines. There was one thing that stood out the most, though. A crescent-shaped scar was on my wrist. It felt slightly colder than the rest of my skin, and I was put in extreme pain when I touched it. Let's just say I spent a very long time alone. I sat in the dark for the rest of Saturday, thinking. When Charlie came home, he asked what happened to my arm. Being a terrible liar, I'm surprised he believed me when I said I burned myself while cooking. I guess my clumsiness comes in handy sometimes. At the moment, I was staring fearfully at Tanya as she smirked at me smugly. I never did get your name. She sneered at me, smirking smugly as she trailed her hand up Edward's arm seductively. I tried to ignore her. Tanya was obviously trying to provoke my jealously side. The worst part was, it was working. Bella, did you get any other of your toys' names? I asked, swallowing as I waited for her reaction. Tanya glanced nervously at Edward as he shot her a look. Actually, you are the only person who has annoyed me enough to those measures, Tanya stated, making a show of flipping her hair over her shoulder. Oh, I'm sorry. Please, don't do it again. Please. When she slowly nodded, I practically ran to the rest of the girls, who were all staring at us. Sitting on the cold floor, I sat in my splits. As everyone asked me if I was alright, I simply nodded. Two hours later, she's already performed the other numbers. <laughs> Taking a deep breath, I stepped on stage with my two other teammates. Smiling, we all took our different positions. I went to stage left, sitting on the floor with my legs stretched completely in front of me. Our costumes were all different colours, but had the same structure. The oldest in the trio, Emily, was pure white. She sat, she, yeah. she sat on stage right in the same position as me. The other girl's name was Sarah. She stood in an arabesque even before the song started. Her costume was a mix of black and white. My costume was coal black, and I was really excited to play a dark role. 
As the music began, Emily and I stood up in time with each other. I ran in a skip and did a pot of shah at the same time Emily did. Then Emily and I turned to each other, pretending as if we were going to fight. Sarah stepped in our way and did an assemblée to the left. Emily and I waited for her to land, then we also did an assemblée. I did one to the left and Emily did one to the right. The rest of the dance continued like that, Sarah doing jumps and other ballet moves while we did them after her. We all bowed and glided off the stage. Of course, not before I saw Tanya in the audience. She was completely engrossed in flirting with Edward. I sighed and looked away. If Tanya even thought about tormenting me ever again, she was going to need to finish her bucket list. There wouldn't be many more days for her in this world if she kept irritating me. At least I learned one thing today, whether it be for the better or worse. Life is so not fair. Hi everyone, sorry it's been so long since I updated. I've had writer's block. I changed this chapter because I realised my mistake on her mother's death. Jesus. Well, that that was that was intense. Oh God, that got dark really quickly. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so dark. She literally got assaulted by this girl. Is Tanya a vampire? Yeah. She's a cousin of the cousin Ooh. in air quotes in the original <laughs> of the Collins. Oh. Um, oh my God. So what yeah. it sounds like is that Tanya drank her blood. Did she drink her blood? I thought she just had a knife and went at it. Because the the, the crescent-shaped scar, so was that like... <gasps> and she woke up the next morning, so she didn't remember anything else, because maybe she passed out. Oh, and that's why she doesn't like blood, because it reminds her. <gasps> yes. Mm-hmm. I'm actually genuinely invested in this now. This is really bad. <laughs> the plot has, like, really gone up a gear in this chapter. <laughs> It definitely has. <laughs> I like that when she goes to meet Tanya and she sees that this random girl who she's supposed to meet to dance with has a knife. And instead of being like terrified, she's like, oh, my confidence was really down. <laughs> like, that's, not, <laughs> that's not how you respond to someone with a knife, my love. Yeah. Um, also, like her kind of run in with Tanya um, at the dance competition when she's like all sassy about her name. She's like, did you get any of your other toys names? Um, and then Tanya just says, no, you're the only one who annoyed me that much. Annoyed, I think, is kind of an understatement um, for what she did <laughs> also. Um, and then Bella immediately is like terrified. I'm like, girl, come on. Like you had the sass. Just keep it going. But I understand. <laughs> yeah. It was obviously a very traumatic nice. experience. For a change of pace, can I just draw attention to Edward's small hand? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah, it's like Donald Trump. <laughs> um, I'm also, we've, we see here the sort of arrival of a well-worn fan fiction image, which is lots of smirking going on in this chapter. Yes, yes. <laughs> lots of smirking. At one point, she um, is glaring at Bella and smirking, or like smiling at Edward at the, the same, same time. time. So she must have like half her mouth doing one thing, <laughs> half doing another. Her power, that's so complex. Yeah. That is a very complex facial expression. Um, mm. I'm also kind of concerned. I mean, I guess we this is explained um, because Tanya's a vampire. Um, but I don't know. I mean, obviously, traumatic experience, you're not always thinking straight. But I don't know how Bella could kind of like just rationalize it as like, oh, Tanya was just like a rival dancer. So she assaulted me with a knife. Yeah, it just like, it was yeah. really scary, but like, that's just what happened, I guess. Like, girl. That's the dance world. That, like, that's, <laughs> that's not normal. And then Tanya just said, oh, you really annoyed me. They'd hardly, I mean, from what 
Bella said, they'd hardly even met. And she, Bella describes it as, oh, it, she thought it would be hilarious to play a trick on me. Girl, that's not a trick. That's a crime. Like, <laughs> just a cover up to be able to drink her blood, really. I don't think she even got annoyed by the fact that she allegedly killed her mum. Tanya's just like, hmm, I'm a little hungry right now. Yeah, how does she know this, like, family background of her killing her mum, allegedly? And yet she doesn't even know her name. Yeah. Like, how does she find out that information without yeah, at least a I name? Just, I don't. I mean, maybe Tanya was there. I mean, she's a vampire. Mm. So if she can like live forever, maybe she was there. Maybe she killed Bella's mom. Maybe. Or yes. was Bella's mom a vampire? That's, that's, where, that's where I would take this story mm. as a writer. True. Um, one Tanya thing- is Bella's mom. Oh, <laughs> oh my god um one thing that i love dearly about fan fiction which i think carries across really well in this chapter is the abrupt i put on my outfit and this was my outfit and this was how my mum died yes. <laughs> yes the outfit That's... description really oh. <sighs> i used to i used to love that but i tell you what when you go back and reread like old fan fictions um it's so funny seeing how like styles have changed in the like if you read a fan fiction now from 2009 and it's like i wore my chevron printed teal top and my infinity scarf my long and it's cardigan. like yeah and it's like no i did not wear that <laughs> i also like how i mean maybe this was maybe this was unintentional um but the author didn't know whether they had dance competitions in alaska but um they did know that denali um is one of the mountains one of the national parks in alaska tanya denali so like Ooh. we love a bit we love a bit of knowledge we love a bit of connection yes. it's in the book so they didn't invent it Oh no! I thought that I th- this is the moment where I confess that I haven't actually read the Twilight books. I've just seen the films. Um, I thought <laughs> I thought that they were being like really creative and were like, "Oh, Denali, like <laughs> like the mountain in Alaska." Um, but you know what? That that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Well, maybe that's why. Wait, are, th- are the vampires from Alaska in the book? The the clan that Tanya belongs to are from Alaska. The Denali. Okay. Ah. Well, that- they I mean, that's probably cousins. why. <laughs> I, I have a vampire-based question mm-hmm. um, as someone who hasn't read the books. When you get bitten by a vampire, do you become one? Is that the rule? Yeah, it's like poison I think so. in the book. So at this, if Tanya, because like, she's like, when the, the last thing I remember is the smell of blood forcing me to pass out and seeing Tanya leaning down toward my bloody arm. Is Bella a vampire now? <gasps> Maybe that's her secret. Maybe she just, she didn't bite her. Maybe she like licked it. <laughs> she licked it off. Just a little lick it. Lick it. <laughs> what is Bella's secret though? Oh my goodness. She doesn't even know, but surely she would because she, she'd be like, oh, yum. I'm kind of hungry. What do I fancy? Mmm, some blood. Some Maybe blood. that's why she can't stand it. Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Oh. I don't know. I mean, I'm wondering whether this is Bella's secret, the Tanya episode. Yes. But- yeah. Yeah. Or the mum thing, maybe if she the thinks mom Yeah, thing. the mum thing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, think I don't right. think she really killed the mum. <laughs> she was three. She was three. Mm. She was a baby. Why did you do it, Bella? <laughs> I feel like we need to address Miranda as yes. well. <laughs> <laughs> um, the literal worst trainer in the world. <laughs> in that, like, 
Not only did she earlier encourage Bella's truancy by bringing her out of school just so mm-hmm. she could go to dance class, now she forgets Bella's like big solo. Yeah. Ridiculous. But the self-awareness of this woman, you know, <laughs> you know how I yeah. sometimes forget really important things. <laughs> she really knows herself (laughs) Um, but one thing I find very interesting is that she claims to be one of the best there is but we have seen no evidence of this thus far (laughs) she's stolen her concept from dance mums that's all we know (laughs) also we are taking Bella's word for it at this point that she's a good dancer like I, I kind of mentally imagine her to be awful but just deluded and I think didn't <laughs> didn't she do thirty two arabesques in an earlier chapter? Thirty two fuetes, yeah, yeah. But to what standard? That's true, actually. Just because she could do them doesn't mean she did them well. Also, I've just had to. I just had to comment on Claire de Lune, which is in, in its own way a work of art. <laughs> well, now we've got Bella's word for it. I mean, <laughs> who could have a doubt? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what the definition of a work of art is. If, um, <laughs> if there are any um, music students listening and you need a source to quote, um, please feel free to mm-hmm. use Bella. In yeah, fiction. definitely. In your essay about. Debussy. Yeah. The amount of self control it's taking me not to say Debussy uh, <laughs> is like <laughs> a lot. Cloud. Cloud. Debussy. Cloud of Debussy. <laughs> anyway. Um, also, I think, Lottie, at this point, a previous theory that you put up is going to be confirmed, so watch out. I've just seen that. (laughs) Don't read ahead, people. Okay, I am desperate to find out what happens next. So shall we move on to the next chapter? Let us. Is this the end of the fan fiction? How much is there? Yeah. This is the last one, isn't it? (gasps) And it's a short, it's a really short one as well. Is it any kind of conclusion or does it just end? I mean, we'll have to see. We'll have to find out. Hey guys, I'm really sorry I've neglected updating, but at church camp, I sprained my ankle. I'm sorry about your ankle, author. (laughs) Yes, we're really sorry. Me me too. I'm so so sorry. I hope she's well. I hope after nine years it's recovered. (laughs) I hope so. Um... But yes, I think I think yeah. that does confirm the slight moral conservatism that was going on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Bella's POV, Chapter 5. I found out I really hate life. How is everyone doing tonight? Let's start off with our mini division awards. Called the announcer at the large audience. I yawned as the man started to call off names, scores and medals. After what seemed like a thousand years, he finally started to announce the team division. Now, let's unveil the team solo division. In our team solo division, in 10th place, with a score of 278, number 1083, in perfection. Cassie Colton. In 9th place, with a score of (laughs) 279 and a half, (laughs) number 1024. Blow! (laughs) Madison Picker in eighth place with a score of. I droned out the rest as he handed awards to other girls and a couple boys. 
Moving on to our top five team division soloists in fifth place with a score of 289, number 128. Exceptional, Veronica Shelton. In fourth place with a score of 290, number 306. Amazing, Sally Lever. In third place with a score of 292, number 708. Breathe me. <laughs> Brenna Cowles. Now, can I please have Kim Butler and Bella Swan come to the front of the stage? Grinning from ear to ear, I stood up beside a girl with blonde hair and green eyes. The announcer's voice blasted around the auditorium as he spoke. These two girls represent the first and second place in our team solo division. So let's give them a round of applause. The crowd erupted in an ear-shattering applause as he talked. Hiding my nervous butterflies, I looked over to the announcer as he began shouting to calm down the gathering. Okay. Is anyone else nervous? <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm terrified. <laughs> okay. In second place, with a score of 295, number 229. Please. Bella Swan. Aww. And Aww. in first place, <laughs> with a score of 296, number 309, beautiful, that's inappropriate, sir, Kim Buckler. <laughs> Congratulations to everyone who participated. Wait, wait, are these adjectives he's giving to the girls, or are they the titles of the performance? No, they're the titles, they're the titles of the songs, but Breathe a lot of them me. are adjectives. Breathe yeah. me. Oh, well, that's that song by Sia, Sia, isn't it? Yeah. My heart sank, but I still smiled at the crowd. Finally sitting down, he announced the group and duet slash trio awards. We won first in both categories, which delighted everyone except me. I knew that I was being a sore loser, but Miranda would be very upset with me. She always prided herself upon the fact that her dancers knew they could win, which was probably what made us win. At last, I fought my way down to the steps of the rest of the dance company, expecting the worst. I knew very well that Miranda wouldn't be happy with second place, but my hope was that she would soon forget about it. When I reached them, she just shook her head at me grimly. Feeling depressed, I stared at the suddenly very pretty design on the floor. So, Bella, what are we going to do with you? I understand that I mixed up the times, but a true professional would have won. I'm not angry, just disappointed. I know you can win, but can you? She asked me with <laughs> desperation. I just excused myself and jogged to around the corner, running straight into a person. Just as I was about to fall, the man caught me. I looked up to apologize, but was stopped in my tracks by beautiful black eyes. As my heart started beating wildly and blush covered my face, Edward cracked a swift smile. And you want to know what I did? I burst out into tears. Of course, you can't cry alone, can you? So Edward pulled me into his arms and let me drench his shirt. I'm sorry. It's just that my dance coach hates it when you don't win. And she was disappointed. I managed to choke out. I looked up at him through my eyelashes and was left breathless. Can Edward you get had an Oscar just for that line, please? <laughs> <laughs> she definitely deserves it. <laughs> Thank you. Edward had the strangest expression on his face, but I couldn't decipher it because his air changed too quickly. Realising I was staring, I looked back down, embarrassed. I heard no sound from Edward, but I guess he had a right to be shocked and probably annoyed. 
After all, I was the girl he hated for no apparent reason, and now I was crying in his face. <laughs> she shouldn't be. You're a very lovely dancer, Bella. You deserve to win. Don't let anyone discourage you about that. I'll see you at school. <laughs> <laughs> he should become a therapist. He turned and left, leaving me flattered and flushed as I walked back to the other girls. Just as I was about to sit down, I heard a voice call. By the way, Blue looks amazing on you. Oh. Forcing myself to stay calm, I grabbed my suitcase and followed everyone else as we left. I sighed softly at the fact that Edward might just like me. It was fairly unlikely, but a girl could hope. After all, I did want to hope. I knew I was starting to like Edward Cullen too. It is now Monday and Bella is going to school. As I tugged my hair into a messy ponytail, and to say I felt self-conscious was the understatement of the year, I had been up all night the day before trying to decide what to wear, assuming Edward came to school today. Noticing I only had 15 minutes left to eat and get to school, I randomly picked out some bootcut jeans and a long-sleeved dark blue t-shirt. I ignored the fact that I was wearing blue in response to Edward's comment on my costume the previous week. And if I was saw him today, <laughs> hoped he did too. I had been doing a lot of hoping lately. I didn't understand why, though. Nothing had really changed. I was still a dancer, still an only child, still without a mother. Still only had one friend, but I actually had two. If you could count Edward as a friend, what with his odd mood swings. No. <laughs> ah, Edward. I thought about him as I stepped into my truck and drove along the worn-down road. He was incredible, but he always seemed to be standing on a line of some sort. Like he wanted to be my friend, but couldn't. If only he did want to be my friend. Anyways, I finally arrived at Forks High School. Yawning, I hopped out of the cab and slammed the door. I giddily skipped to my first class, English. The teacher wasn't in class yet, so everyone was talking. I quickly noticed there was some new gossip going on, and everyone apparently found it intriguing. Everyone was laughing at something, but I didn't understand what. I surveyed the classroom curiously and saw the last person I expected to meet here. That someone was a woman with golden hair and green eyes, it was the competition winner, Kim Buckler. She was staring straight at me, a defeated expression on her face. I understood what she was feeling, fear, loneliness, nervousness. I felt extremely bad for her when I noticed that she was sitting beside my seat. I hurriedly sat down, giving Kim a small smile. Introducing ourselves, I found she and I had a lot in common. We both loved to read, dance, and listen to music. She preferred rock and roll, but I liked classical piano. After lunch started, it finally occurred to me that everyone was laughing at Kim. I sympathetically glanced at her as we left class, and the rest of the day I sat next to her in the classes we had together. At lunch, Kim and I were pronounced the loner girls. It oh. really took a blow to my self-esteem, but I covered it. I just shook my head and told Kim to ignore them during lunch. Also during lunch, I noticed Edward glaring at anyone who picked on me, which I thought was really sweet. You know, in a go-ahead-and-say-that-again-I'll-just-kill-you-the-second-you-do kind of way. At least I learned something today. I found out I really hate life. Hey guys, thanks for reading. And I'll update soon. She didn't. <laughs> all I need is one review and I'll post the next chapter. I love you all. R and R. Love. Soccer Dancer 63. I believe oh. that may have been the original name. <laughs> Write what you feel. Write what you feel. <laughs> oh no. Did she never That's get her so one review? Oh. We don't know because I think it's posted by a different account now. Oh. Or they changed their name. We can only imagine. We can only that imagine. That was quite what sad. 
That's so sad. I hope that Soccer Dancer 63 is okay. I hope her ankle recovered. Yes. Yeah. And I hope she enjoyed church camp. Well, that was that was quite dramatic, I think. The fact that the competition winner was at her high what school. A coincidence. In a small town in Washington instead of in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I very much like that Bella was the bigger person about it and was friendly to the competition winner. That was yeah. nice. Yeah, girls support girls. They very quickly established a brand identity together as the loner girls. <laughs> it's that that moment of reckoning in a coming of age film where you realise that you and the person that your rival are sort of on the same plane. You know. Mm. Mm. I felt like she made a friend. But then again, she did end it by saying she hated life, so... Okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the the writer is probably, at their core, quite an optimistic person. You know, they're looking for friends. They give Bella a friend at the end. But they're like, you know, I've got to keep to the original in some ways. Yeah. So I'm going to do that with, like, the beginning chapter titles and then, like, the last line. So I'm going to be like, oh, life, ugh. And then, oh, I hate everything. I have no friends. But the actual content in the middle yeah. of that is it's all right. Yeah, they shot themselves a bit in the foot with that theme naming thing because it didn't leave them very far to go. No, yeah. no. And I feel like Bella doesn't really hate life because she's got her new friend no. and yeah. Edward likes her and is protecting her. I was going to say, I find it very endearing that Edward seems to veer in this version. I don't know if this is true to the book, but he seems to veer between talking like a teenage boy who fancies you and talking like an 87-year-old man. Who's <laughs> <laughs> like, you were lovely, you're a very talented dancer. <laughs> you're a lovely dancer, my love. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, girl, you look so good in blue. Ahaha, what you doing tonight without me and then he's like you are truly the loveliest dancer I've ever laid my eyes upon I can't believe the beauty I'm seeing <laughs> I like that he was consistent in terms of like how he sticks up for her in this there's no violence in this fan fiction like there is in the original uh, he just glares at he did he punched in the window of her car in the first chapter. Uh, violence against cars. Violence against cars. <laughs> okay. He, he's a non-violent vampire. He's like a conscientious objector. But watch out if you're a vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no rights for cars. Be warned. Bethan, your tearful acting was amazing, first of all, but also oh, it gave you. me violent flashbacks to that results day video of you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. Yes, for anyone um, unaware. Uh, so I I got my results. Um, I did the International Baccalaureate. I didn't do A-levels. So I got my ooh. results. Yeah, ooh. Um, I got my results in like July, beginning of July, um, first week. And unfortunately, I had an offer from Cambridge um, and unfortunately, my results that I got on that results day um, didn't meet my offer. Um, obviously, subsequently, um, things worked out. I got some remarks. Um, things worked out. And I was very kindly allowed to still attend. Um, but on that first day, I was very, very upset. Um, and at the time, the boy I was dating um, wasn't in the country. Um, he was off doing something else. And so he wasn't there to um, get my results with me. Uh, and so I decided that I would take a video for him to show me getting my results because I was basically convinced that I was going to 
get my results. Um, but then obviously I didn't. Um, and so now I just have a video of me getting my results and then violently bursting into tears, um, <laughs> which is quite funny to me. But a lot of people that I've shown find it for some reason really sad. I was a bit disturbed, really. <laughs> it's simultaneously yeah. disturbing and hilarious. I mean, yes. I think it's funny because obviously everything turned out okay and I'm now really happy with where I'm at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm also going to take this moment to give a shout out to anybody listening. Even if you don't get your results, you can still get to a place that you'll be really happy with. Um, and they don't matter that much in the long run. Yay. Wholesome moment. Watch me cut that out. No! <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like Jeremy Clarkson on GCSE Results Day on Twitter. Like, I got, I got three views or whatever, and I still have a car. Um, but anyway... Um, but what Bethan really needed in that moment was Edward to embrace her and let her soak his shirt, clearly. Yeah, clearly. With his tiny hands. With his tiny hands. <laughs> I just needed the comfort. Uh, I, needed, I needed him to speak to me like an 18th century man and say, don't let anyone discourage you about that. <laughs> and by the way, you're a painting in blue. Um, and obviously it was so fortuitous that we were speaking before about the fan fiction outfit descriptions and that was just textbook the one the long-sleeved blue shirt the boot cut jeans jeans. and the messy ponytail (laughs) hey buddy what were your overall thoughts on this fan fiction I don't know how old this writer was. I'm presuming by like some other stuff in the fan fiction that they are a teenager. Mm. I'm estimating them to be about 13 to 14. Mm. Could be wrong. I think if we presume they're that old, it's actually pretty well written. Like the sentence structure's there. Um, there aren't too many grammatical errors. Um, the story, you know, it goes somewhere. It's a bit weird, but it goes somewhere. Yeah. So I can't say all bad things. I feel like as a writer, you know, and having started out in fan fiction, I think that user, is it write what you feel? I think write what you feel has mm. a huge amount of potential. Um, I yeah. just genuinely, I was, I was getting quite invested about yes. his traumatic experiences by the end. <laughs> I think they were improving. As they went along. Yes, and that's lovely. So if this was nine years ago, imagine where they are now. Writing what they feel. They're writing what they feel. That's what they're doing. Yeah, no, honestly, I I quite liked it. Um, I think it had a good balance of like, there was a little bit of like angst, a little bit of enemies to lovers, um, which we obviously love. Um, Some like (laughs) violence, a bit of drama, suspense. Um, lots of different settings. The only thing I wish that we'd see more of is Jacob kind of went away in the second half mm. and I really did like his character. Um, and I also wish that Bella would say, what the bunnies more? Um, because <laughs> I found that really <laughs> endearing and really funny. Um, and it's not a kind mm. of a swearing alternative that I've heard before. Um, what the bunnies. Um, it's not like what the heck. Mm. It's, it's new, it's fresh, it's innovative. And I think that... I would have liked to see more of that. One thing I, I was sad about is that we never got to see Edward do any street dance. 
I that's I, true, I really actually. wanted to know like at least what his what he was dancing to. I because when we saw Claire de Lune coming up in the next chapter, I thought, oh, he's gonna street dance to Claire de Lune. <laughs> what like what an absolute. <laughs> Oh my god, a Hooked yeah. on Classics remix of, remix of Claire de Lune yes. would be exceptional. That's one of those Bridgerton series. <laughs> yes. Mm. Oh. Um, I did, I think, I did like it. I, I, I'm with Kat on, in thinking that maybe the user was 12 or 13, because it does, it strikes me as like the way that you might view high school when you're in middle school. Mm. And uh, the thing about the loner girls at the end really got me, because that is what I worried about when I was in middle school, that someone would be like, you're a loner girl. And I'd be like, yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Had I read this when I was 12 or 13, I would have, I would have related to Bella. And then I probably would have gone and read Twilight. (laughs) Mm. Kissy, what did you make of it? Yes, I really liked this. I thought it was really good. There are definitely some plot lines which I kind of wish were explored a bit further. Um, I really Mm. wish we got to see a bit more romance with Edward and a bit more depth to Edward's character besides the glares. But I really liked the effort they put in to get the dance moves, like the fact that they put the names. And Mm. yes, some of them were a little bit dodgy, but I still think the effort was there. They did the research, which was very nice. And I, I overall really liked it. I thought there were definitely some nods to the films and books, which were really nice to include, like the, the red Chevy. Um, and yeah, I think for the age, it was, it was quite well written. I, I enjoyed reading this very much. So Yeah. Give me a rating out of 10 and hold the sass. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. I was really happy with how the plot worked. I um, wish there were some other plot lines that were explored a bit more. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Ella? Uh, I think I'm gonna uh, gonna give it a seven as well. I think it was a good sort of merging of the world of Twilight and the writer's interests. Hmm. Yeah. Glossy bear. Um, I'm also going to be very conformist and also give it a seven because I think you know there were some teething issues there, but it had a huge amount of potential. I thought, and I was genuinely quite invested by the end. I think you're all copying me because I'm also going to give it a seven. Um, seven bunnies out of ten. Um, because I, I genuinely did enjoy this. I was engaged. Um, I did want to know what happened next. But yeah, there are a few things that like, especially what Kissy said, that like there are a few things that kind of could be, I guess, um, like expanded upon more. There are a few timeline timelines, storylines that I was quite interested in that I guess didn't get as much airtime as I wanted. But overall, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good and enjoyable experience. Lovely. I would also give it a seven, aka the coward score. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, so that means that our official rating of Dancing with Tears in My Eyes um, by Write What You Feel is seven bunnies out of ten. If you enjoyed it, you can find it in full on fanfiction.net. Thank you very much to Beth and Ella, Kitty and Lottie for joining me today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do give us a follow here. You can also follow us on Instagram for updates at From Enemies to Lovers, the podcast. A massive thank you, of course, has to go to the author of the fanfiction, Write What You Feel. We don't know what happened to you, but we certainly hope that your ankle healed up, you are still dancing perhaps, and most importantly, we really hope that you continue to write what you feel, because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Join us next time where we'll be taking on another fan fiction, this time a magical classic of the genre.
Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time. I am now a global citizen and I'm using my well-earned high school experience to read Twilight fanfiction. <laughs> As it should be.